Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. Good morning, everyone. Grace and peace, beauties. Rise and shine. It is a beautiful soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie, yes, your girl, Dr. Lynn Goble, and I am back this week with another dose of the most insight, inspiration, energy, encouragement, and love. That is what I am here to give you a dose of. I am coming into your phone, your home, your car, or your computer, maybe even your television, just to release some positive vibes to you. Thank you to all of my listeners nationwide and internationally. I appreciate you guys and gals tuning into the show each week, and I am sending you big hearts and lots of love all across the world. Listen, and speaking of hearts, it is Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day, beauties. I hope you are able to celebrate and spend time with the one that you love. I know that's what I'm doing. So just relax, enjoy your day, go to dinner or due to the pandemic, if you're not able to go to dinner, cook a nice dinner, eat chocolate, snuggle up with your boo, watch a movie, however you choose to celebrate, enjoy it. And if you plan to celebrate alone, listen, I'm here for that too. So do something special for your own self and enjoy your day. Go for a drive, call a loved one, let them know that you love them as we celebrate this day of love. Also, since this is the second Sunday and second week of February, Last week, I neglected to mention that it is Black History Month. Like, how are you black and you don't acknowledge Black History Month? (laughs) See how I just read some of you. But I do want to highlight some trailblazers in our history throughout the remaining of the month by honoring someone each week. And this week, although we honored and celebrated Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. last month, I want to highlight Dr. King this week because of the content of today's show and what I'm going to be talking about on the show today. And that is the subject matter of having a dream. And of course, one of the things Dr. King was famous for was delivering his iconic I Have a Dream speech on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial on August 28, 1963. Dr. King was, of course, a civil rights activist who wasn't afraid to stand in the face of controversy and opposition. And, of course, he was truly just a great advocate and also an American Baptist minister, as well as an activist who was the most visible spokesperson and leader in the civil rights movement 
from 1955, of course, until he was assassinated in 1968. I'm sure you may have heard his speech before, or you may have read it. You may even remember it and the prolific delivery and conviction Dr. King had when he said these words, I have a dream. So even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racists, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of interposition and nullification, one day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. And every hill and mountain shall be made low. The rough places will be made plain. And the crooked places will be made straight. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. This is our hope. This is a faith that I go back to the south with. With this faith. We will be able to hew out of the mountain of despair a stone of hope. With this faith, we will be able to transform the jangling discords of our nation into a beautiful symphony of brotherhood. With this faith, we will be able to work together, to pray together, to struggle together, to go to jail together, to stand up for freedom together, knowing that we will be free one day. This will be the day, this will be the day with all of God's children be able to sing with new meaning 
my country tears of thee. Sweet land of liberty of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom ring. From the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire, let freedom ring. From the mighty mountains of New York, let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And when this happens, and when we allow freedom ring, when we let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city, we will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Dr. King had the faith to believe and share the heart of his dream and the hope that America would one day be an America where freedom for civil and economic rights would be equal for all mankind in order to bring an end to racism in America. He endured hardships, violence, scrutiny, racism, and injustice, all because he had a dream. What you have to understand is that whenever you have a dream, people will tend to come against you, not because they don't believe in you or in your dream, but because they know that even if your dream doesn't scare you, It does intimidate and scare them. There is a quote, and you may have heard it before. It says, if your dreams don't scare you, they aren't big enough. But here's the thing. Your dreams may not scare you, which they should if you dream big enough, but your dreams will scare the people around you. And that is the reason why People will try to throw salt, kill, or stop your dreams. But if you read the story of Joseph in the Bible, whom I've mentioned on previous episodes, you will discover that even when people try to kill or stop your dream, when God has a purpose and a plan for your life, nothing, absolutely nothing can stop it. I actually wanted to podcast about this because I was talking to my daughter a couple of weeks ago, and I was just asking her if she was still interested in acting and modeling, because as a little girl, she would model, and she was featured in fashion shows. 
She even did some modeling as she got older, and she also took acting classes, but she stopped pursuing those things. And I was just asking her if she was still interested or why she stopped pursuing those dreams or those goals. One of the things that she said, which really stood out to me, is that there were people around her who talked her into shifting her focus away from the desire that she had to pursue those things. And, uh, you know, some people will, I don't want to say discourage you, but really it is a discouragement because when you share your dreams or your desires, a lot of times people don't believe that those things are attainable. So they will try to get you to shift your focus. And I believe she was even told or given the statistics of how many people actually make it in the acting and modeling industry. And of course, once you hear that enough, it can alter your thinking and cause you to doubt yourself and things which come naturally to you will end up being buried and dying inside of you when God really did put those desires there for a reason. This is what I was sharing with my daughter because when she modeled, she was actually a natural at it. I mean, she took beautiful, absolutely beautiful pictures that she shared with me at that time. And of course, I'm biased, but they were really gorgeous pictures. And she was also a natural at acting. But listen, if you don't nurture what God gave you, your God-given talents, you will end up missing out on something great, which God has for you. And, you know, I was sharing this with my husband because when God gives you gifts, those gifts are not necessarily for you, but they are for the purpose and the plan of upbuilding the kingdom of God. So we are here to use our gifts and our talents for the kingdom of God. And you may say, well, how would modeling do that? Or how would acting do that? Or whatever your dream, your goal, your desire, or your passion is. But God will put you in venues and put you in front of people that may not ever hear the gospel in those industries. And, you know, I am so passionate about this because as a young girl, there were so many dreams and goals that I had, which was shut down by people who didn't feel that my dreams were attainable or even realistic. Or the actual reality is that I grew up in church in a very strict Christian household. And let me tell you, you just did not entertain a lot of things because everything was a sin. Literally, everything was a sin. Wearing big earrings, sin. Putting a relaxer in your hair, yes, sin. Wearing makeup was a sin. Women wearing pants, sin. Listening to worldly music, that was a sin. And God forbid, if you were interested in dating someone, it was not just a sin, but a sin and a shame. 
So even if a thought crept into your mind to pursue a goal that was outside of the ramifications of being in church or growing up in an apostolic or Pentecostal religion, you would cast it down because literally anything other than going to church was a sin. And I've talked to many young girls in the past who were afraid to follow their dreams because most thoughts of being successful were viewed by other people as something, as I said before, which was either not realistic or unattainable. So what are dreams? There are different kinds of dreams or different definitions of dreams. Dreams are a series of thoughts, images, and sensations occurring in a person's mind as they sleep. Some people indulge in daydreams or fantasies about something they greatly desire, or a dream is an experience of waking things in your life, having the characteristics of a dream to follow, pursue, or achieve a goal or a desire, which is what I just talked about. A dream is a succession of images, ideas, emotions, and sensations that usually occur involuntarily in the mind during certain stages of sleep. The content and function of dreams are not fully understood, although they have been a topic of scientific, philosophical, and religious interests throughout recorded history from biblical times until now. God uses dreams in order to get messages to us, and I can attest to that. So pay attention whenever God gives you a dream, and hopefully I'm going to help you know the difference between when God gives you a dream and when you may have eaten something right before bed that may give you nightmares. I don't know what the correlation of that is. That's just what I've heard. But for me personally, I've always had a gift to see things ahead or to receive a warning through prophetic dreams from the time I was just a little girl. And I'm going to go to the break. But when I come back, I'm going to give you an example of one of the prophetic dreams that God gave me a few years ago. So stay tuned and I will be right back after this brief announcement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the show, beauties. So before the break, I was just talking about how God will actually give you dreams and how he has given me dreams from the time I was a little girl, even until now, 
God will give me prophetic dreams. And I wanted to share one dream as an example of how God speaks to me in dreams. When we first bought our house, the house that I live in now, I had a dream one night that an intruder walked into our house without breaking in. And the way he was able to get in was through the window. But in my dream, of course, when it's a prophetic dream, you also have to have the ability to be able to interpret that dream. So in the dream, I was living in my apartment that I had before I was married. And the intruder came through the window, but the window in my dream was placed where the door is. So I'm looking at the door, but the door is a huge window and the intruder was able to raise the window and come on in the house or come in the apartment. Now, this particular dream, I knew that it was a prophetic dream and it wasn't the fact that I ate something and it gave me a crazy dream. I'm always able to tell the difference whenever a dream of mine is prophetic. So I shared the dream with my husband and I asked him to check all of the windows in the house to make sure that they were all locked because I dreamt someone broke in or came into the house through the window. So he checked all the windows and they were all locked. And he told me, I checked all the windows, all the windows are locked. So I said to him, check them again, double check, make sure they are all locked. And when he went back the second time to check the windows, he said to me, babe, I checked the windows again. And as I was checking, I realized that I did not check the windows in the kitchen the first time. But when I went back and I checked the windows in the kitchen, guess what? One of the windows was unlocked. So that was a warning that our windows were unlocked and we were unaware of it. And God sent a message to let us know that in case an intruder tried to come in. And that happened years ago because we've been in our house over 20 years now. But again, that's just one example, which is why I said to pay attention whenever you have dreams. And I was very emphatic about that particular dream because, as I said before, I always know whenever my dreams are prophetic and God is sending me a message or a warning. And again, this is something that I have always had a gift for, a gift that I will say I did not understand as a little girl, and I didn't always understand the meaning or the message that God was trying to convey to me, or that I had a gift or the ability to see things before they would happen. But as I matured, the gift actually matured along with me. And as I grew in God, I was able to actually have a better understanding of how the prophetic gift works. And whenever I did not understand something, of course, I always and I still do always pray about it. God has also used me to give messages to other people through dreams and also, my husband and my boys have had prophetic dreams in the past. 
And you may have even had prophetic dreams yourself. But I will say this, some dreams are meant for you to tell and some dreams are meant for you to keep to yourself because it irritates people whenever they know that you have a dream or that you've had a dream about something or about someone. Also, you have to be able to distinguish between what you should tell and what you shouldn't tell because for whatever reason, whenever you share your dreams with the wrong people, your message can turn into a mess and bring confusion, especially if you try to interpret your dream and you don't even know what your dream means. One thing that lets me know whether or not a dream is prophetic or that it came from God is when I am restless about it or if I'm bothered about it in my spirit. That is one way that you can tell. If you have a dream and you are bothered by it in your spirit, like you just can't shake it, then pray about that because it's probably a message that God is trying to get either to you or to someone else. So always be prayerful, careful, and cautious when or if God gives you a dream because your dreams are not intended for everybody. And even if it is intended for that person or persons, timing is everything because you may share a dream too soon or again with the wrong people or with the right people, but at the wrong time, just like Joseph in the Bible, who was someone else that had prophetic dreams, as well as countless other people in the Bible. But the thing about Joseph is that he was also able to interpret his dreams and the dreams of others. In Genesis chapter 37, this is where we find this story. Genesis chapter 37, verse one says, and Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. I've talked about the land of Canaan in previous episodes. Verse two says, these are the generations of Jacob, Joseph being 17 years old. So Joseph was just a young boy, Joseph being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with the sons of Belai and Zilpha, his father's wives. I hope I said their names correctly. <laughs> I may not have. So he was with his stepbrothers, and Joseph brought unto his father their evil report because Joseph's brothers could not stand him. Verse 3 says, now Israel loved Joseph more than all of his children. The brothers knew that because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. Jacob made him a coat of many colors. And let me tell you, that coat must have been bad because they hated that coat and the fact that he made it for his son. And listen, I don't know what it is about a coat of many colors, but (laughs) 
Dolly Parton, the country singer, she has a movie that normally airs around Christmas time. And the movie is called Coat of Many Colors. I love the movie. I just watched it again this past Christmas 2020. But it's a story of her life growing up as a child and her mother made her a coat of many colors, which is where the name for the movie came from. Anyway, if you have an opportunity, watch the movie. It is a true story about her life growing up as a little girl, and it's based on her entire family. So if you watch the movie, I'm going to just warn you to grab a box of tissues. But it really affects people when you come out with a coat of many colors. I don't know what it is. I'm tempted to just buy a coat with a lot of colors splashed on it and see how people react to it. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, let me get back to my story. So Joseph was loved, actually adored by his father, who made him a coat of many colors. And verse four says, And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. Verse five says, and Joseph dreamed a dream. So here we go. And he told it to his brothers and they hated him all the more. Verse seven says, behold, we were binding sheaves in the field and behold, my sheaf arose. He's telling them the dream and it stood upright and behold, your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. His brothers said to him, are you indeed to reign over us or are you indeed to rule over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Listen, if you guys are going to share your dreams again, don't share it with people who hate you to begin with. I'm just saying. But you know what? I kind of get the feeling that Joseph may have even been bragging a little bit about the dream because he knew that his brothers hated him and I can really almost just imagine him saying, yeah, y'all hate me now, but you're going to be bowing down to me later. Verse nine says that Joseph actually had another dream and he told his brothers this dream. And he said, behold, I have dreamed another dream. The sun, the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. But when he told it to his father, And to his brothers, his father actually rebuked him and said to him, what is this dream that you've had? Shall I and your mother and your brothers indeed come to bow ourselves to the ground before you? And his brothers were jealous of him, but his father actually kept the saying in his mind, even though he rebuked him for it he still did not dismiss the dream that Joseph had. And his brothers had actually gone out to attend to the flock. And Israel said to Joseph or Jacob said to Joseph, where are your brothers? Are they attending the flock? How come you are not with them? And he says to him, I'm going to send you to them. 
So he said to him, go see if it is well with your brothers and with the flock and bring me word back. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron and he came to Shechem and a man found him wandering in the fields. And the man asked him, what are you seeking or who are you looking for? And Joseph says, I'm looking for my brothers. And the man said, they have gone away for I heard them say, let us go down to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. And let me just tell you, his brothers saw him coming afar off. And before he came near them, they conspired against him to kill him. And they said to one another, here comes this dreamer. I mean, do you see how your dreams can literally irritate people? So as he's approaching, his brothers conspired against him to kill him and throw him into one of the pits. And this is where they come up with the elaborate story to tell their father that a wild animal must have devoured or eaten him. And they said, we will see what will become of his dreams. And of course, this is where his older brother, Reuben, heard it. And he actually rescued his younger brother out of their hands. And this is where he says, listen, let us not take his life. There shouldn't be any bloodshed because he is our brother. Listen, I am going to stop right there because the story gets even better, but I will pick this story back up next week. But I do want to leave this with you. The moral of the story is this. You really cannot tell everybody your dreams because if you share a dream that you have or a desire to be great and the person you share it with tries to tear you down or destroy your dream, that, ladies and gentlemen, is a dream killer. But it's something entirely different when someone actually tries to kill you or bring you physical harm because of your dream, just like Joseph's brothers. Those are the real dream killers, like literally. But I come against the dream killers today, and I pray that every hidden dream that you have or have ever had and every assassinated dream would come alive and be awakened in your spirit in Jesus' name. And whenever you see the dream killers coming for you, remember that they may try to kill you, but they can never kill your dream. Listen, beauties, that is my time. Keep working towards your goals to be great and keep living your best life for Christ. Feast on the word of God. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive, stay healthy, body, soul, and spirit. Be kind, keep a beautiful mind, and never forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be, and created you to be. And that is a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you.
We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.